In the summer of 2018, nearly five years ago, Little Wars TV premiered on YouTube. But the Antietam episode that started it all is one we had filmed in the summer of 2017, a year earlier. That's right, we spent an entire year filming and producing wargame videos before ever uploading a single one. Honestly, it feels like a lifetime ago. We've learned so much about YouTube since those early days. And today, exactly five years later in the summer of 2023, another club of historical wargamers is about to embark on the same journey. They're about to hit publish on their first video with a brand new channel called Mark's Game Room. Two members of that club, Mark and Carl, join us on the podcast to share what it's like starting a historical wargaming channel from scratch in 2023. How are they carving out their own unique style and format? What periods of military history will they look to cover? Let's find out right now on Little Wars FM, the companion podcast to our channel, Little Wars TV. Our podcast is sponsored by our incredible Patreon community. So thank you to each and every patron, past and present, who've been with us for the ride. Now, let's chat with two fellow wargamers who are about to set out on a ride of their own. Well, good evening, and what a wonderful evening it is, because I am joined tonight by two of the newest YouTube celebrities out there. This is a really hot ticket, a very difficult booking. I have Mark and Carl of the brand new YouTube channel, Mark's Game Room. Gentlemen, thank you for finding the time to work me into the press pass. I appreciate it. Who are you again? What? What is this? Oh, sorry. We're very busy, man. Yeah. Thanks, no, thanks. thanks, Greg. Thanks so much. It's just great to chat with you as always. And thank you so much, man. This is awesome. So, gentlemen, uh, first question. Let's let's roll back the clock and uh, tell me when when did you guys really seriously start talking about starting a YouTube channel? Because I know that it's something that we have sort of all casually batted around and I've egged you yeah. guys on for a while. But when when did that really crystallize as a possibility? Wow. I, it's been such a long process and I had to come in my mind that, okay, I can actually do this, right? Because you all know, uh, you know, I have a nine-year-old son, Charlie. You've all seen him, right? And that's, uh, you know... Baseball, Taekwondo, Cub Scouts, basketball, diving, plus my full-time job. And so um, it took me a long time to come to the idea that I could do this, right? Um, I'm not sure how I dragged Carl in, but I mean, they're, everyone's kind of into it now. Um, I, I think mainly for me, it just felt like the right thing to do for my career, actually. Right. Because, uh, you know, I've, I've talked about this before with you, Greg, that, you know, in the broadcast world, which is how I grew up in, in my industry, that is just so going away. And there's just no opportunity for me, like, to make the kind of programming that I want to do because it's just shrinking. And when I just started experimenting with YouTube videos, to put on Little Wars TV, and thanks again for being so nice to allow me to do that. Like, I realized I can do whatever I want, and I don't have to raise half a million dollars before I do it. And there was a real freedom 
all of a sudden like hey i can i can just do this right i don't need to spend all this money and i can create cool programming and i realized i had an audience like all these great guys that i've been meeting at conventions for the past 30 years they are interested in seeing what i can do so I think that was it. the fact that I felt all of a sudden like it was a liberating experience for me as a producer that I could learn as I go. And I have a direct connection to the audience. Right. I, I did this uh, POW film that probably a lot of people have seen. It was a great experience for me, something I wanted to do my whole career. It won a bazillion awards. I don't think I ever talked more than like five people that have seen it like on TV, right? Because I don't have that connection to the audience. Uh, you know, the awards that I went are all industry awards, right? So other producers say you did a great job, but I didn't hear from the people that were inspired by it, you know, or it changed their life, right? That's different in YouTube. So I think really that is what did it for me is I just felt like I had a freedom to create like I don't in my day job, so. I did that, and I'm really what I'm really good at saying is convincing people to come along and help me, and that's why Carl's here. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. No, I met Mark, and like five minutes later, he was like, uh, "Oh, you want to be in this YouTube channel?" <laughs> but no, I think I think it's a testament to like you know this show's called Mark's Game Room, and it really is about like bringing that like friendly like everybody's welcome atmosphere because like. I remember the first time I went to play at Mark's, and it's actually your fault, Greg, because you introduced me to him at Storacon, I, I think. I uh, and the first time I went, I was so nervous, but like, I don't know, 30 minutes in, I was like, I'd known these guys for years. And, you know, in the time since then, I actually have known, you know, and it's 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 been a great experience there. And I, I felt like one of Mark's, like, big uh, things that he wants for the channel is for people to feel like, they're part of the club, you know, they're part of the game room. So I, 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 you know, that, that's what attracted me to it. Yeah. And, and all the other guys, they kind of have stepped up. They're having a great time with it. <clears throat> um, you know, we have a lot of fun in the game room. I like you, Greg, try to put on these crazy, interesting games, right? No one sees it except the f 10 guys that come into my game, my basement. And I was like, Hey, I can like bring this to more people, and um, and give great wacky experiences, and this has actually pushed us to even be more bold, like to really say, hey, let's do something really out there, and uh, I think we've been doing that, and I I think it up, but Carl, we did something at Gettysburg. What was that like? Are we allowed to talk about the LARP? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. Talk about okay. it. Okay, cool. I, I I Mark hates when I call it the LARP. But there's no there's no better word for it. Uh, basically, we went out to Gettysburg with a uh, a guy, this guy Eric Lindblade, and uh, uh, Matt and I, and unbeknownst to them, to uh, CB and Alex were the Union players. Matt and I were the Confederates, and we took on the role of the the general the core commanders that day. Yeah, Hood. Sorry. And we basically walked the actual battlefield, saw what they saw, and were kind of given these, like, choose-your-own-adventure-style decisions about, like, you know, do you want to move these guys up the road? Do you want to leave your wagons behind? Like, which way do you want to go? And it was, it was so, it was kind of a free-form role play, but it was all informed by, like, 
what you could physically see with your eyes and um, the decisions that you made were the decisions generals made. And in, in a lot of ways, it was like nothing I've ever done in wargaming. Like it was like this really cool thing. And by the, by the time we got to the end of it, I was like, this is like, I want to do this again. Like I, this was awesome. Cool. And, and what he's leaving out is they kind of maneuvered around the actual Gettysburg battlefield. And at the end, the union players and the Confederates players met up. <laughs> and so we're now, I think this Saturday, we're actually going to take that moment to the gaming table and we're going to fight it out as a war game, right? And it was really it was really cool, but I was really inspired to think up that to make a spectacle show, right? And it was, I think for Carl, the guys who played it, it was mind-blowing and hopefully it transfers over. So, um, I, I think it was really mind-blowing for the lady who was thought we were like Chinese <laughs> drone operators in her front lawn. So we're doing this aerial footage. It's this lady comes out of her like farmhouse. It's like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, we, had, we brought a drone because um, the whole idea is to, could Hood move around the round tops, right? And luckily, all those roads are not on the park property. So we, we brought a drone and followed the car around. It was really cool. So Yeah, when you when you were telling me about the concept for this game that you were going to be tackling, I, yeah, I immediately was like, that sounds freaking awesome. You know, and I'm, I'm look, I, I assume, of course, this is uh, going to be appearing on Mark's game room. Is this going yeah. to be a summer release? It's going to be all, July is all Gettysburg. So July 2nd, uh, which is the Tuesday, also my birthday, is uh, the first video, which is the kind of live or at the park or taped going around. And then the next week is the video of the war game. And then we're going to have, uh, because it's the 30th anniversary of the movie Gettysburg, Eric Lindblade, who's the co-host of the Battle of Gettysburg podcast, is going to do a video with us where we all throw at him our favorite scenes, and he talks about how historically accurate they are. So that'll be cool. Oh, and then the last, the last week is going to be... Um, not it's not a rules review, Carl. Right? Like essentially, <laughs> we had to we had to figure out what rules we're going to use for the autopsy. game. And what we did is we took your game, Age of Hannibal, and I had this idea that it actually would translate into an interesting Civil War version. So we wrote a one-page how to convert it to Civil War. So then the last week is going to be, here's how we converted it. Have you ever converted rules? What's that like? You know? I, I did come up with the name for this one, which I'm very proud of, Age of Lincoln. Oh, right. uh, that's, that's, <laughs> I never would have seen it coming. Yeah. But a friend of mine, so it's really Age of Hannibal. My friend was like, why don't you call it Age of Hannibal Han Hamlin? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> that's a deep cut right there. That's, that's a deep cut, yeah. <laughs> I like that. So so I, I know that, uh, and by the time this podcast comes out, people will have already seen your premiere. So we know that we're, you're going to kick off with Normandy. Yep. You just mentioned Gettysburg is kind of the next big thing. And without yeah. spoiling too much of your future slate, I'm just wondering about the process. You know, when when we started Little Wars TV, yeah. we spent an inordinate amount of time <laughs> in that first season planning like exactly which eras of history we wanted to cover. I mean, we we put a lot of thought into that, probably unnecessarily, but it felt important, you know, when we were starting yeah. the channel. So what, what has that process been like as you're starting this channel? I mean, how did you decide what eras of history that you wanted to tackle? Or is this something you're kind of going on the fly? I think it has to do 
with me having fun as a producer, to be honest, because in my day job, uh, you know, I'm still producing stuff. It's just not as, you know, as fun as it used to be. You know, COVID has changed things. The budgets have changed things. And um, like the Gettysburg thing is just, I really always wanted to do it. And it was really fun. Like I got to produce the way I want, which was out in the field with cool people, with cool cameras, doing something cool. And I felt like if I have so much fun and I and Carl has so much fun, then the audience is going to see that they're going to have fun with us. So it's like it's Gettysburg. You can't go wrong. We're having fun. And that's it. And the Normandy thing, you know, I'm also I love interviewing interesting people for PBS. And um, I just found this guy, the son of one of the band of brothers. I made friends with him and I was like. It's cool. I invited him down here. We all went out for a massive Chinese wow. dinner, right? <laughs> guy, guy is a riot. Guy is really fun to He's hang really out with. Fun, you know, George. And I mean, how cool was that, right? Tim came down with his wife who threatened Carl. That was pretty funny. Yeah, she yeah. said she was going to kill me. Cause I, I, so I went to pick her up because everyone was busy filming this thing. And Chrissy had no idea who I was. So I picked her up and she was like, listen, uh, I don't know who you are, but uh, if you try anything, you're dead. And I was like, listen, lady, I just came to pick you up. She's awesome. She's, she was so, she was so much fun. I, I became very good yeah, yeah. friendly with her by the end. Um, yeah, for the, I guess we're not going to spoil too much of the upcoming schedule, but I will say a big part of the process, because it, it's all very collaborative. Like Mark, you know, he, he's extremely humble. Like he does most of the work, but like everybody throws like a hundred ideas at him. And we kind of made a lot of our future schedule decisions based on what people were interested in, what they're passionate about, what they wanted to play. Like, um, you know, one of our uh, players, Matt, uh, has a really cool samurai collection. And so we were like, maybe we'll do something with that. And, you know, I, uh, it's no secret that I love ancient stuff and that it's my day job as well. I teach Latin and Greek. And uh, so I, I kind of pitched this Alexander the Great thing, you know, so everybody is is sort of contributing their personalities which i think is really cool because you can see the passion come through for each of the projects that we do because somebody in the club is like you know uh really jazzed up about whatever uh historical event we're going to do and i said i said for the first year though let's try to keep this kind of in the big battles that people know so it's kind of easy and then i was like think up something and then carl and matt went off and they came back and they're like we got it we're gonna do 30 years war and i was like oh that is clickbait that is clickbait right there gentlemen you are gonna be swimming in viewers for that i don't think so so that's gonna happen down the road because that was pretty funny but you know one thing that's kind of i don't think this happened on purpose but it feels like it's happened organically and we're all enjoying it is we're tying all of these games to war movies we love. Mm-hmm. It's like the first year, the first month's all about Band of Brothers and we quote Band of Brothers. We have a, you know, a son of one of the Band of Brothers. The second month is the movie Gettysburg, you know, that we'll do something with the film Alexander. So I think that's just kind of something that's grown up. Um, I was interviewed by for this war game magazine last year, and one of the questions was, you know, what's the greatest war game or war movie ever? 
you know, and I, I was like, oh, I don't know. Could be Waterloo. Could be Gettysburg. And then the guy was a Brit. And he goes, no, the correct answer is Zulu. I was like, okay. Oh. But I mean, you know, we all love to quote the movies. So uh, maybe maybe this year, the first year, kind of, you know, war movie connections is maybe part of our threat. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, movies and TV shows are always great inspiration for setting up scenarios at home. So I think to, to yeah. tie your episodes to it, I mean, it makes... That makes total sense because those are touchstones that everybody's going to be familiar with, right? Yeah. Like yeah. everybody's going to know that. But when you when you think about these episodes that you're working on, are you also aiming to tie in other hobby content? I mean, that was a decision we had made pretty early on at Little Wars TV that we were going to like pick a battle and then you know do a rule review and do a terrain tutorial, maybe a maybe a painting thing. We mm -hmm. we tried to like package multiple videos around one topic what's your do you have a plan or a philosophy about that ahead of time that you're kind of going into this with yeah i think um like first month is just hardcore games like coming right at you with hey we're real like try to enjoy all this a lot of work can't keep that up um <laughs> no. and i think we've been talking through how we're going to approach it we we think we like the idea of every month has a theme and you know th the idea of doing painting videos like matt one of our guys he's an unbelievable painter but i also know there's like a million painting videos out there so i kind of feel like maybe if people you know find out they really like matt then he could make painting videos because they want to see actually matt paint you know uh i think what we're looking at is one or two big games a month and then like a rules review or some supporting thing. We're also like, we're going to do ancient Greece. We talked about going to doing a thing on armor. There's a great museum that and Carl's the historian on this. We thought that would be kind of fun to go up there, but we're experimenting with something. We haven't got there yet, but we're calling it game night video. And I, I'm not sure. I know you do like quick strike and stuff, but um, we had a lot of fun when we did our vlog for Cold Wars video that is yeah, on the thumbnail. Cold Wars. That one was incredible. Yeah. 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 Really <laughs> handsome guy on that thumbnail, everybody. Just throwing yeah. that out there. Carl's been insufferable <laughs> since that. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> um, it, it was like an immediacy. And it had, I think, what YouTube does well or wants to do, which is. Um, breaks down the wall of production between you and the viewer and just that brings you in. And um, we don't want to turn all of our game nights into big filming. But we were like, you know what? If we just pulled out our cell phones and filmed each other and kind of came up with like a kind of way to do it, once a month it could be game night at Mark's room and it's just a kind of more informal like very youtube fast-paced you know cell phone shot thing and i feel really good about that because my other, the other videos you'll see are very i want i don't know i don't use the term formal but they're like very produced and polished and and i think they're really great but it would be nice i think for people just to see us in our natural habitat and feel like they're at the table in an immediate mm -hmm. so so we're kind of experimenting that we're not there yet with it but i feel confident we'll get there yeah 
Yeah, I, I'm really excited for us to do stuff where we interact with the audience a little bit more. We've been talking about doing like round tables where we, you know, like audience questions or just, you know, like posing a topic that's sure to generate like a lot, mm -hmm. lot of excitement, you know, saying like, why don't we just like say, what's your favorite Napoleonics rule set or something? Let, let us Ooh, fight it out or something, Ooh. you know, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but we just some kind of round tables, you know, I think the first one we came up with is movies, like war game, you know, movies and stuff. So yeah, I, I think it's getting a good mix of things is what we've kind of settled on uh, for sure. Yeah. And it's also new right now to us. Um, you know, I've been studying YouTube, uh, you know, for PBS, I mean, um, the stuff I've done, say, the past two to three years of PBS is all much more YouTube friendly um, because I feel like that's the way it's going. And, you know, I'm continuing. I just got nominated for three more Emmys for stuff that is PBS, but it's YouTube, right? It's not on YouTube, but it could be. Um, so it it's really much a learning process right now and i feel like we're putting our best foot forward to start and we'll just see what people think and kind of go from there a bit but you know so you you mentioned a second ago that you've been studying youtube for uh -huh. work and right. presumably also for this channel so yeah uh in in your studies uh as you prepared to launch this channel i'm curious as to what you can share that you that you learned that informed something specific about the way you wanted to start your channel. What what are one or two of the lessons that you felt like you got that you are now going to apply to make Mark's Game yeah. Room a better channel? So one is the informality of it, right? And it's like, um, like I just had to do. I'm working right now on an intro, channel intro, who we are. It's like two minutes. And, uh, you know, we went down into the game room and we all stood around the table and I filmed, hey, welcome to the game room, you know. And I was looking at it. I was like, that's okay. It's quick. And then on my phone, there was some video that I filmed of myself in Vicksburg with you guys, like walking through the mud. And I pulled that out and I slapped that in. And I was like, that's awesome. It has that feel. Like, And I just tell the audience in that little clip, I'm like, this is what it's about going in the mud with your friends to find something you'd, you'd never see in any other way, right? So come on. And um, that that's one thing is the informality to break down the walls so people feel like they're there with you. And then, you know, analyzing the data so that you give them what they want. The other thing I just, I learned at a PBS conference last week was the YouTube algorithm favors channels that use two out of the three YouTube platforms. So if you just have videos, you're not going to be favored over a channel that has videos and shorts or videos and live shows. So we're considering that, you know, we're going to maybe we'll have shorts. I mean, I filmed a couple shorts already and we'll just see how that goes, you know, but um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, oh, no talking heads like, you know, the old, you know, Ken Burns slash cable history channel where you get your historians with talking heads, like especially the younger people, they just turn that right off. So, you know, it's yeah, I can attest to that in my classroom showing any video 
with like the old set. Like when I was a kid, that was a treat. It's like, oh, cool, we get to see this you know, documentary with the Battle of Waterloo or something. You'd lose them in like three minutes now. You know, it's the TikTok generation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, in our videos, excuse me, in our videos, we were experimenting with having this running commentary. It was on the Edgecott video and the Blue Coat. And we've got a lot of good feedback from viewers that liked it. And what I realized is I think that is kind of a little bit of the equivalent of the kind of live breaking down the walls because I think it feels like me and, and Ben are sitting next to the viewer talking to them as we watch the video. So it's interesting that even though the, the videos that I do it may be a little more formal, because they have that on top of it, it helps it feel informal in a more YouTube-friendly way. So. Yeah, I liked that. I liked the commentary style because to me it reminded me a lot of a, a type of video that's very popular on YouTube now, reaction videos, right? right. Every, yes. every, everybody's like really into reaction videos. And it, it kind of felt like, oh, these, these guys are on here <laughs> reacting to this war game, giving me their kind of blow by blow uh, yeah. as it as it unfolds. So I, I do think there's something to it. And I hope yeah. you'll sort of continue experimenting with that, uh, yeah, with that we style. Have we have fun doing it so so carl going. um are there other youtube channels i mean obviously aside from little wars tv i, I know that you are i'm sure a <laughs> diehard consumer of little wars tv are there other channels either in the wargaming space or not in the wargaming space that you and mark and the other guys were looking at for inspiration or ideas as you were crafting your own identity yeah i Something I, I mean, it's we've talked about it uh, in the club. Just I really like that genre. You talk with the reacting, that's become really popular in the last, I don't know, eight months, year of that kind of like uh, I think History Hit is the name of the channel that does it like medieval historian reacts to battle scenes in medieval movies and like tells Dan you no, like, yeah, Dan yeah, Dan yeah, Dan. and that stuff has I I really love that kind of like mix of you know popular culture and. Uh, and, and education and learning. Uh, and, you know, I, I, that's just kind of the way I think of things. Uh, and then, um, I don't know, what, what other channels, Mark, do you, do you think we, we took inspiration from? Or are we just sui generis? We're just our own thing. <laughs> um, gee, I don't know. I When it came to war game channels, I kind of stopped watching them a little bit because I didn't want to be overly influenced, to be honest. Right. I mean, I've I've been down this road many times over the years, like building from scratch. And I just know that sometimes I need to find my way. And I didn't want to do something and feel like, oh, it's it's it looks like this channel with a little twist to it. I just wanted to come my own way. So I I might watch other channels, but they're not necessarily I dip my toe in and out, except for a little worse TV. <laughs> Well, I do think we need to talk about the elephant in the room here, which, you know, any time that you talk to Mark on a video call, and I've been fortunate enough to speak to you many times, Mark, you know, you always have that shelf of Emmy Awards casually <laughs> in the background behind you. You know, you, you're just sitting on a whole pile of uh, industry awards back there. And I am curious to know how your look, you have a very legit professional background. Most YouTubers who are starting a YouTube channel do right. not come with the education and experience you have in this industry. How do you feel like that experience in broadcast 
influenced the way you want to shape this channel? You already mentioned that the channel is liberating, you know, that you feel right. like you can just kind of explore creatively. But what are some of the more constructive lessons that you think that you're going to carry with you to this channel from an Emmy award winning background? I mean, that's that's very unusual. Uh, I think the main the main thing is storytelling. Right. As is understanding. So I, I didn't come to this. I didn't know YouTube at all. Right. I just for years, I did things a certain way. I think I'm able, first of all, to make the leap quicker than a lot of people just because I've done this for a long time and I kind of get it. Um, but I think the biggest thing is storytelling. I just how to how to kind of put something together so that it keeps the viewer watching and how to translate. I think I talked to Sean Clark in his podcast about this is um, it's given me insight into how do I want to translate what I do in historical wargaming as a show for other people? Because it's not it's not really a spectator sport, really. It's no. not. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, for the four guys around the table, it is. But other than that, it's not. <laughs> but yet, I have a really great time. I mean, I, I love it. It's just exciting. I get into it. And it's how do I want to give that experience to other people on a television show that's that's it's a challenge and i've been working at it hard and um and one thing i know from broadcast is things evolve and to just be present as it's evolving right i always say if you look at seinfeld everyone knows seinfeld yada 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 all that kind of stuff well yada 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 was in like the ninth season which is crazy, right? If you watch season one, the characters don't look like themselves. You know, the coffee shop's totally different. It took them a while to find their place, right? And um, so I'm okay with that. And uh, and and storytelling is always going to be king, right? If you, people like you can grab them, and they like the story, they keep going. So. So as a viewer, Carl, let me ask you this, because this is something that we talked about a lot when we started Little Wars TV, the storytelling angle. Mm -hmm. At that time, when we started the channel, there weren't really that many wargaming channels on YouTube, especially in the historical space, and all of them had the same format, right? It was like, here is a, a, a two-and-a-half-hour video of my game and oh, I, I i love wargaming oh my god so this is my hobby but i could not make it five minutes through one of these videos it just it was hopeless for me so as a viewer you know you're, you're a hobbyist obviously you love the hobby but you also consume youtube what is it in your mind about watching a a wargame video that makes it compelling for you it's a great question um yeah, and, and you know, as as a Patreon supporter of Little Wars, obviously I love that you're kind of no. Um, but uh, the thing about it for me is that I often find myself when I rewatch uh, some of the older videos, I look for things that spark my own creativity. Like I'll like look through and like take notes on like some terrain you made or like pictures of the armies. Be like, oh, I could do that. Uh, or like I could do something like that, um, but it definitely is about um, drawing me in, so that I want to be able to see beyond just the like, oh, they made a cool table. Um, 
in my college friend group, we have a saying that like the most obnoxious thing you can do is tell someone else about your D and D campaign, because it, like if you're if you're not there, it is the most like shibboleth. Like forget about it. You're not going to understand. It's going to sound so boring and it's just obnoxious. And I think for a good wargaming video, you need to get past that barrier where at the end of the day, you kind of are asking someone to like, hey, let me tell you about my wargaming mm -hmm. campaign, right? My my thing. And so like, how do you invite them into that space where they, instead of feeling like they're being told about something cool, they get to experience something cool. So I think the best wargaming videos I've seen are ones where you kind of feel like you're part of the action and you have some um, ability to like get in. And I, if, if to be honest, I think one of the reasons that that I like Little Wars TV and the channels I do like, not just them, but uh, is like the personalities, like getting to feel like you know the people. Um, you know, this whole idea of like, you know, I I don't I I've, I've, having met some of them now, it's a real letdown. But like when you see them on the, on the, uh, when you see these guys in the video, you're like, yeah, this I could see myself hanging out with these. This is like people I play with, right? And so that kind of like social element, I, I think, is huge for me, uh, and that helps draw me in. Versus like a very detached like these videos where it's like somebody with their camera like pointed down at the game board, and you're like seeing the pieces move for two hours, and like that they just tell you each move, and there's not a lot of you know, that kind of detachedness, I think really turns me off uh, from games. So for me, it's, it's, it's about a clear narrative and it's about personalities that I can connect with. And one, one of the things that I think we're gonna be good with is that we have a lot of personalities. Now, some of them are just absolute obnoxious, uh, you know, just real uh, protagonists that we, we, should, we should kick off the show. But uh, I think viewers will like them or at least love to root against them uh, when, when the channel starts. Yeah. It's interesting. I was thinking um, today about Little Wars TV and how you guys go about your videos and how I'm approaching it. And one thing you said in the Vicksburg, right, you were talking about, I forget what it was, and you were like, hey, hey, you know, put the camera. We got the star power over here, right? And it was like you and Tony. And I thought about it, I was like, yeah, you know, that's part of what makes Little Wars great is you have some really strong on-camera, fun-to-be-with personalities. Like, that's awesome. Now, do we have that in Mark's game room? I don't know. It's definitely different. We don't have a Tony, that's for sure. I mean, he's one of nope. a kind. Nobody's right? got a Tony. <laughs> and so it's like what I have, though, are kind of my... Um, uh, producing sleight of hand table parlor tricks, right? Where if you go to a party, you guys can smile and make jokes and people are going to be all over you. If I go to a party, I have to have my like table magic and then people are like, wow, what's that, right? So that might be the difference between our channels, right? They're, they're both about gaming, but they're just going to be packaged a little differently. I, I honestly, I think that one of the, one of the strengths that, that you guys have in starting your channel is that you do have a group like yeah, like we had yeah, right. you know of course the personalities are different they're they're different in in every club all over the world but so many youtube channels in our wargaming space and this includes fantasy and sci-fi are like one or two guys right? right and the problem is no matter how good those one or two guys are if you as a viewer just happen to not 
connect with that person, it's like, well, you're not going to watch that channel. Like that's right. done. Right. And right. one of the things that we did very consciously when we started Little Wars TV was make sure that we were rotating through. It wasn't the same people in every single episode. You know, right. you're constantly putting in a new personality. So, you know, yeah. if Tony annoys the hell out of you, don't worry. <laughs> There's going to be somebody else there that you can that you can root for. Yeah. Uh, and you guys, I think, are going to really have that same asset. You know, it's not just Mark and right. Carl on on this. Um, I mean, how many how many guys do you think that we're talking about here? What what is the size so of your regular club, and how many of those people do you think will be participants in this channel? So I would say, um, like on a weekly basis, there's like six of us, but there's a huge extended family, so to speak. I mean, in the videos that we've already shot and produced, it's not the same people. It's all kinds of different people. We have a guy comes up from Charlottesville to do it. And also, one thing I'm really trying to do is bring in some outside person. Not maybe every video, but you know, maybe every other video. Some interesting person that maybe is only tangentially involved with gaming, like the son of the Band of Brothers, George Luz Jr., right? He had never played a war game ever. But he was really, he, you know, we were like, we, we're interested in your dad. He goes, oh, you guys are cool. I'll come hang out with you. And I was like, I want you to do this thing called Wargaming. He goes, okay, that sounds fun. And so it's the it's three of the normal, regular guys, and then this crazy guy, George Luz. And so that gives us a whole different dynamic because you add someone new to the mix, right? And then we brought it, you know, other just kind of, you know, Walt O'Hara, who's Mr. Niz, he's got a, a, a blog. He came, played a game. I got this guy coming for the Gettysburg game, the tattooed historian. He's a young guy. He does a lot of like Twitch gaming. I'm familiar with his channel. Yeah. yeah and, you know, we'll it's, probably get other people. So It's it's kind of, it was described by me, by Mark to me, and I, I really like this way of looking at it. Like, Little Wars' is, thing is that they go to these interesting places and play with other people there and and it's like a, it's like a road trip whereas like the whole idea of mark's game room is that like we invite interesting people to come and be part of the, the of world the, of the experience there yeah and so we get these these people off the streets every week that are just wild characters you know also it, it's kind of has to be that way being a dad right i just can't take long road trips all the time um, but there's just something kind of cool about inviting people into our little basement hobby and then they have this great experience. It's like, you know, kind of cool. So, well, guys, we this, this has been a great chat. I'm, I'm very excited for the future of this channel. I've been a, a, a longtime supporter of you guys yes, starting you. a channel because this is a, uh, this is a more the merrier situation for historical wargaming. The more, the more people that we can get to jump into this who, who are going to put care and attention into it and, you know, really try to put in some production values, maybe not Emmy level production values. Let's not scare anyone off. Uh, you're the exception, not the rule mark, but, um, I I'm just, I'm thrilled that historical wargaming is going to get another great voice and club out there. Um, yeah. what can people expect, uh, in terms of release schedule? Do you guys have like a day of the week that you're thinking of like every, every Tuesday, uh, is, is it, and is it going to be weekly? What is the plan? So right now it's, that's the plan. Um, we were thinking Tuesday, 
But when do you release on Tuesday? You release today. Today's wow, Tuesday. Wow, you guys are going to go head to head with us. So I was, thinking, I, I was thinking, actually, we might change Tuesday that. Night Wars. I think we might, we might, it probably makes sense to not do Tuesday. And we're going to do, the first one's going to be Tuesday because we want to launch on D-Day. So sure. June 6th, right? Um, and then we'll, maybe we'll, we'll probably move to like Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping weekly, and we'll just see how how it goes, how we how I can maintain it. You know, I mean, my personality is we have to do every week, and it has to be great. And you know, it's like I just got to back off, right? Like he chains us up in that game. I, I know we're gonna forks us to work. He's it. a monster. I know. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how it goes. And, we're, and there's an idea too, and I hope the historical gamers don't hate on me for this. But it's separate day of the week, maybe maybe Tuesday or something, is we want to release games that aren't historical. And the first thought, you know, Charlie, my son, got into painting the Warhammer Space Marines because he's nine, right? And he painted them. It's really cool. And then Matt and uh, Matt and Austin, they both like Xenos Rampant. And so we were like, well, what if we just did like a Xenos Rampant campaign? with 40k minis right and um we just had one game a week on like a tuesday as a way really to reach out to that audience to reach out to this huge warhammer 40k audience and just say hey like we're kind of kindred spirits in a way and like maybe what you like we do like check out other stuff so we might starting in july or august have that we'll see but you know hopefully i'll still be you know standing at that point (laughs) i don't know but i have one thing that's really cool not to cut you off is um my game room besides being a cool game room with an awesome table and everything else we've rigged it up with um a bunch of cameras in the ceiling and they go to a switcher and so when we do a game I can just record it live. I can essentially edit it live, which is really cool, which is why I think maybe I can do this sci-fi thing because we can just bombard it with a million cameras, film it, and it'll you know be done. So someday I'll do a video to show you all the cool technical stuff down there. It's pretty awesome. Well, I am looking forward to seeing all the technical stuff that you've rigged yes, up in this wizard yes. room myself because I think we ought to end this podcast by teasing for people that uh, – very shortly, we are going to be filming an official Little Wars TV Mark's yes. Game Room crossover. Carl, what can you tell us about that? Uh, ooh, I don't know how much I'm allowed to tell, uh, <laughs> but it is uh, a period that is extremely close to my heart. I wrote my master's thesis, and, uh, uh, but it will feature both a land and sea battle at the same time. And there might be 300 people involved in it. Just a, you know, a suggestion, you know. I love it. I love it. Well, we, we are excited to drive down and, uh, and to play the game at, at Mark's Game Room and check out this fabulous new camera setup that you have. And then uh, that's going to be a really fun one to put out there on YouTube. I think it's great. And it goes along with our, our idea of bringing other people into the game room, mixing it up, right? It, making the community bigger. That's what we're all about. Fantastic. Well, the best of luck to both of you and uh, and to the new channel. We're really excited. We're rooting for you and can't wait to see what you guys have in store. 
All right. Thank you. And thanks, thanks for all your support, Greg. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Mark's Game Room is officially live right now. They aired their first video on D-Day, June 6th. We'll have a link in this podcast description for you to find them and subscribe. Matt's going to have his own fandom, like Ed has gotten on your channel, where there's just a legion of, of Matt fans. I'm planning on like having a high-profile beef with Matt, where the car, the car lists, my fans will be like harassing his. On it's going to be it's going to put a shot in the arm when we get some 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 dull months. Oh my God! I mean, not again. Not being negative about uh, Osprey Games, great company, but uh, after trying the. What was that called? Poseidon Warriors. And then trying this game, I was like, I immediately rebased all my ships for this game because I was like, this is this is the one. This is the naval game we're playing from now on.